The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Sounds of Beverly Hills Cop means that it's part two of the G1 where I climaxed. That's what we're calling this show, right, Track? There is no mass man. It's just a jar going in A-Track Brown. We're coming at you for a G1 update. A-Track Brown sitting there rolling his blunt. Say hello to the people. Yo, what is going on, people? You know, it's your boy, A-Track Brown, a.k.a. A-Track X. Uh, since we're talking Japanese wrestling today, I don't need to be A-Track X because ain't no brothers involved in this shit right now. So it's just A-Track Brown coming at you live and in color. But, you know, we, we keeping it real for the Japanese fans today. And, of course, you know, after we done, I'm going to go get drunk and listen to my Let's Go Get Drunk and Bang Hot Chicks playlist. Drago, you know the deal. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, man. So let me ask you this question, right? When, when you're rolling through the hood, right? So, so obviously, you know, you got yourself and you got your homies. Y'all ever roll up on, like, any Yakuza or anything like that up there in the Bronx? Uh, unfortunately, we ain't got none of that in the Bronx. I shouldn't say unfortunately. I should say fortunately. Because I don't want to feel like running my ass away from some Japanese dudes who probably don't stand over 5'7". And you see, I told myself I wasn't going to be A-Track X today. Look at that. Me stereotyping. That's right. We, we already got the most racist man on the face of the planet sitting right here. Ladies and gentlemen, we're like a minute into the show. So we're here. We're going to give you your G1 update. We're about halfway through the tournament at this point. This is also going to kind of fill in for this week's Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. We've got Huckleberry number one on location in the great state of Ohio. He's doing uh, commentary for a show tonight, so he won't be joining us. And I was like, let me just get A-Track Brown on here. We'll talk about, you know, that that karate wrestling that Big Ray likes to talk about so much, you know, for at least an hour. Uh, we, we, we did a show to kick things off with, with uh, the Mass Man. And uh, unfortunately, he's having some issues with New Japan World, so he's a, a few shows behind here, and we were just like, dude, there's too much great wrestling going on that we've got to talk about. Track, this tournament has been absolutely ridiculous so far. We knew going into this thing, just looking at the names that were going to be inside of this tournament, that this was going to be an insane tournament. I have not been disappointed one show at this point. Have you? Um, no, I can honestly say this has been the best G1 climax in, in not not to say, I say in years, but I don't I don't say that to say that the other ones have been corny. But this was the best one I I've had most fun watching since uh, the last one that Nakamura was in. Um, that was that was a, a fun ass G1 and the one where Kenny Omega won as well. But this has been this has been really good. Um, and 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 shocking to a to a lot of degree for for some people. And um, when you when you speak on um, certain people who were booked terrible last year to this year who are, who are having great matches, you know, and who are stacking up points, Juice Robinson, I'm talking about you. This dude has not had not with the yeah you know the Yano match you could say, but he has not had one disappointing match since this shit started. He's I think he's like maybe top three of having the best matches in this whole thing. Well, even Yano, man, and, and I think we all know how much I love Toru Yano, but Yano, inside of the G1, he's always a threat because Yano can roll a motherfucker up. We know this. We have seen this. It has been established. Yano's going to get his six to eight points. You know he's going to roll a couple of guys up that you're not going to see it coming. But especially at the beginning of the tournament, you're looking at everybody else in the block and you're like, mm, I could see him rolling that guy up. I could see him rolling that guy up. You know, And then he comes out and he just out of nowhere rolls up Switchblade Jay White. You know, I think I think one of yeah. the one of the stories that nobody is talking about is the fact that Switchblade Jay White only has two points, but in his four block matches, three of them have been against Chaos members, and he lost all of them. Like this has been the Chaos Revenge Tour versus Switchblade Jay White track. We, we're hearing a lot of talk about Finn Balor. Finn Balor has not resigned at this point. We know now Finn Balor's going to take a little bit of time off and kind of think about things. 
What would the return of a fallen prince to New Japan Pro Wrestling mean? What would that mean well, for I, New Japan? I, 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 number one, I'm shocked because I have to say that I didn't know that he didn't resign. I knew about the time off, but I didn't know that he didn't resign. Um, I'm not, listen. I'll speak on this as the question as you asked it, but I'm not even going to gas myself up with the thought that maybe he might leave. These cats are returning. That's just what it is. But if by some miracle what you say is true and he or, or what you say happens and he does come back, I think uh, the fallen prince, you know, versus the new king uh, uh, of the Bullet Club, you know, is uh, and and by the way, the original Bullet Club is not AJ Styles, uh, Anderson and Gallows. Okay, if you wanna, if you wanna say Anderson and Gallows, fine. But AJ, stop it. All right, uh, that's just that's guy had to throw that in there. But uh, let, yeah, if if Devin ever came back, I would love to see that as a feud. Um, the match is 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 you know it sets its, it writes itself you know the angle writes itself as 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 you as you just pointed out you know with the whole with him leaving and whatnot and this guy coming in and and having a, a terrible G one and Bullet Club not being the same like it used to be anymore because it's not um, sometimes you even forget that even exists still in New Japan um, but you 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 said something to me not too long ago that the factions in New Japan haven't really felt or fraternities now. Well, you want to call it a fraternity or a faction. I call what happens in New Japan's fraternities. Suzuki Gun, Chaos. To me, those are fraternities. There's a difference between a fraternity and a faction. But um, with these with the fraternities, they haven't felt they haven't felt special. They're flat. And um, yeah, it's just you know there is no. Now, I've noticed this a lot, and and, and I guess this is the American fan in me. You very rarely see any of the fraternity members coming out to help each other. Very rarely. Just Bullet and Club. And it's like, yo, yeah, Bullet Club does that. You know, Suzuki go, you know, when, when Suzuki go and, and Bullet Club go at it, you'll see members of Suzuki go come out. But Chaos, Los Ingonables, is once in a blue moon. You hardly ever see, you know, hey, he's out there. Let me let me go save my guy. And I need to see that. Not not just because I'm an American wrestling fan. It's something I've been conditioned to do. But it makes sense. If you are, like, what frat brothers just don't come out to help them? Well, I mean, at least, like, at least LIJ, I can see, like, I can see where all those guys would hang out together, right? But when I look at, like, Chaos, right? And Chaos is made up, you've got Rapungi 3K, you've got Toru Yano, and then you've got Ishii, you've got Okada, you've got Rocky Romero. Like, it is just the most eclectic group of talent just kind of thrown together. And then, like, Bullet Club is is kind of this mix of, like, old Japanese guys and then the Gaijin now. It, like, I, I liked it better someone. when they weren't letting the Japanese guys into Bullet Club. Yeah. Because it, 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 it had that, it had it had this appeal to it that, you know, this is exclusive. You know, it, 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 you want to join something, go join Chaos. You know, um, but yeah, it's just, it's not something that, that, it doesn't feel special. It hasn't felt special in a while. Even before the departure of Bucks and Omega, it hasn't felt it hasn't felt special. You know, Suzuki Goon are the only ones I can say that is still somewhat popping live, other than Lij. And to be honest with you, <laughs> I didn't I didn't like the fact that they kept adding members to Lij. I really didn't. I liked it when it was just you know, you know, it was just those four. I mean, it started out as three, and then they added some more. I mean, I didn't mind Sonata being down with it. But, like, I look at Shingo, and I'm like, why is he down with them? He what? should be on his own. I was, I was going to say, Sonata, where else would frankly, you put Shingo? He should just be on his own. He should just be on his own. And quite frankly, I think he deserve, I think he should have a manager. Uh, uh, um. I forgot the guy's name, but uh, 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 the type that used to come out with um, Hakushi when he was in WWE, somebody like that, some <laughs> mystical type of dude or whatever, in all white face or whatever. But um, yeah, like I said, the the, the 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 factions don't feel special, and they they have to they have to they have to start focusing more on that. Well, let's run through the two factions that are actually important. We're talking about the A block and the B block. We'll give you the standings, and then we'll kind of move on from there. A block, of course, is five matches into the tournament. B block is four matches in. They have a set coming up tomorrow morning. Kazuchika Okada leading the way at 10 points. 
followed by Kenta at eight, Evil, Ibushi, and Tanahashi at six, Lance Archer, Will Ospreay at four, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., The Petulant Child, and Bad Luck Fale at two points. In the B block, it's the honky. That's right. John Moxley leading the way with eight points. Juice Robinson with six points. Ishii at four. Shingo at four. Yano at four. Tai Chi at four. Oh, yeah. Tetsuya Naito. He's there at four points as well. Jeff Cobb, Hiroki Goto, and Switchblade Jay White bringing up the rear with only two points. Track, there are surprises all kind of throughout this thing. And I think the biggest surprise has got to be John Moxley leading the way in the B block, still unbeaten with eight points. Uh, yeah, John Moxley, I think, to be honest, I think it's a tie between Moxley. Well, you know what? I can't even say that because Naido has been in this type of trouble before. So we, I can't sit here and say that I'm shocked. But yeah, so so yeah, John Moxley being undefeated at this point is is the the eye opener. And of course, yes, I'll say this for the for, for the professor's sake, he is the WWE guy, you know, a former WWE champion. Which you know, kudos to New Japan because you know, if another champion goes into another company, they don't give a shit that you were a former champion. They're gonna do with you what they're gonna do with you. But New Japan always and will always recognize that you were a former champion somewhere else and they will push you to the to 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 where they feel you will go. They won't try to play you or anything like that. So they are doing right by John Moxley at this point, who's been having kick-ass matches. His match against Ishii, which everybody was looking forward to. Um, it it lived up to its standards. Some might say even more. I was hyped watching that shit. Um I I was I was on the edge of my seat like maybe the after the first five minutes. You know, those guys fucking took it everywhere. Ishii just, you know, all of a sudden turns into a luchador. <laughs> you know? And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And um, you know, he was up in my those guys really did have I, I have to say to to my to, to my memory of watching this whole thing, the best chemistry. They worked very well together, other than of Okada and Balak Fale, of course. But they worked very well together. Um, they fed off each other. The The match was just intense. It was brutal. It had everything that you wanted it to have. And, you know, Moxley is just, he's, he's, you could tell he's just so much in a better place mentally and performance wise. You know, he's, 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 he's stepping it up. He's giving it his all. We also saw Tomohiro Ishii become a luchador during this match. We saw the flying pit bull off the top rope through a table through John Moxley. The that was absolutely my spot of last week. Just to see like you, gravity. When when you look at gravity and some of these guys like Will Osprey, it's like he can kind of defy the laws of physics. I see how it balances out now because all the guys that kind of glide through the air like Will Ospreay, Tomohiro Ishii, when he jumps off of the top rope, is like a fucking bowling ball. I mean, it's like dropping a bowling ball. Stone Pitbull is uh, is an apropos name because he dropped like a stone pitbull. Like a pitbull made of stone. He just said, he just went, whoop, whoop, that's it. And it was freaking, I even went back to listen to it in Japanese. Because I'm like, I know they had to get hyped off that shit, and they did. That was just absolutely insane. So here are the matches that are coming up tonight. We've got Hiroki Goto taking on Toru Yanu. We've got Juice Robinson taking on Ishii. Jeff Cobb versus Tai Chi. Shingo versus Switchblade. And then the big main event track, and this is why I bring this up. Tetsuya Naito versus John Moxley. This is going to be the Intercontinental Champion versus the United States Champion. And I, I feel like this is where Moxley has to take that first loss, right? And it, like immediately, Naito yeah. turns around his entire tournament. He's only two points behind. Um, the, 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 mini, the mini build that we got at the end of that tag match uh, this morning was just fucking great in its own. You know, uh, less is more. Subtle subtlety is is key, and you know, didn't playing whatever after the match to to get you hyped. It was just Naido with his attitude spitting in the face of John Locks, spitting in people's faces. I can't, I I can't, I don't care how sweaty he was. It was nasty. Um, 
but you know that 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 going on was was just um it it was it, it it just got it got you ready. You're like this is gonna be great. Just like you know him and Ishii. It's 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 first of all both their attitudes, uh, the way they carry themselves. It it it, it works. You know, um, Naito's nonchalant. You know, tranquilo attitude, and and you have John Monsley who's who, who's you know running off adrenaline and whatnot, and you know like I said doing some of his best work now. And we're we're gonna be in for it, man. We're gonna be in for it. I'm I'm all well rested, and I'm just you know I'm gonna be sitting here watching Adult Swim way into the night. When Naito raised the the fist bump to John Moxley, like yes. I mean, such a slap in the face to the whole Shield, and Naito's basically laying down doing the you tranquilo caught, I pose. So, I thought I thought I was alone. I said, yo. That fish shit was not just him, Lij. He was throwing shade at the fucking shield. And so I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. I was like, that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah, I I totally popped for that, and it seemed like that really pissed Moxley off. Like I know Moxley <laughs> is really really good at what he does, and it's very very possible that he was just working the shit out of me. But it seemed like Naito really got under that guy's skin because <laughs> he started. <laughs> I couldn't read his read his lips. I mean, this this ranked right up there with Lance Archer uh, telling Kenta, you're not fucking Kenta, you're You're fucking Hideo. He slapped the living shit out of his ass. I mean, oh man, that was great. Uh, That was fucking awesome. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about Lance Archer. Lance Archer has just kind of taken over this tournament. He's only got four points. But this dude is killing it every night. Like, this guy kind of came out of left field, and he's out there trying to make a statement. You know, Davey Boy has left, and Lance is trying to secure his single spot on the New Japan roster. I think he is absolutely killing it. And, Track, I even think when I look at what's left for Okada, I think Lance Archer is going to beat fucking Okada. Well, I Okada is going to have to take his loss at some point. Um, I think we're both in agreement that he's not gonna he's not gonna win, but he's gonna have to take that L. Um, he's got to take Lance two of them. Ne- yep. and I mean, Lance needs his eight points. <laughs> Lance needs his eight points. So him with, with his with the way his performance has been and the reception to it, I think it's prime, and I think it makes sense for him to beat Okada. Keep you know keep making him. You know, if if you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, if you got people praising this dude for what he's been doing so far, you know, it, it doesn't matter how many people are are praising him. But the fact of the matter is, he is one of the buzzes of this of this tournament. So you know, have him go over Okada. That that's perfectly fine. You know, he took you know he took an L recently, and um he can he can afford a win um. Against against Okada, and I, I have no problem with it. I'm not against it. Uh, Lance Archer, like I said, I I I always knew the dude had potential. You know, um, it was it was it was only just a matter of time. And the fact that he's in this that he's in this tournament and they're letting him shine, uh, you 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 get you get to see that you get to see that he's the he's this year's Jay White, straight up. EBD Claw, what do you think of the Claw coming back? No, I just thought that claw thing was just for Dallas, and then he kept on doing it. It doesn't bother me not one bit. Dude, I pop I'm, for know, it every I'm all time. about the nostalgia moves, so that that's that's one hundred percent cool. And he talks shit while he's doing it, so you know you can't you can't argue or hate on that. It, it's ridiculous. It's it's one of the most ridiculous moves in the history of professional wrestling, and I pop for it every goddamn time. And it only and it only makes sense, in my opinion, if a big man does it or somebody right. who you know who is big. You know, uh, uh, Von Erich was no was no um, midget. You know, he was a very good uh, put together guy. Not like he wasn't a giant, but you know, he was very proportioned. So it made sense for him to do that as well. Um, and Lance Archer, being as tall as he is, you know, he can come in and be the Undertaker's understudy. And um, so it's 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 apropos like I like 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 the word I used before apropos I'm using that a lot today that he used that move I thought it was for that he's been um using it ever 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 since the tournament started no problems here 
busted out a senton this I think morning. We might, we might be in for a future for a future U.S. champion, Lance Archer. If if anybody's gonna take that belt off Moxley right now, in the future, it should be Lance Archer. I think it's gonna be Juice. Not Juice. I think it's gonna be Juice. Let's uh let, let's kind of run through the matches from this morning. Started things off with the A block matches. Will Ospreay versus Bad Luck Fale. Um, track. What's going on with Will Ospreay throughout 2019 has been absolutely incredible. But even I am not delusional enough to think that Will Ospreay can pick up Bad Luck Fale and hit a Stormbreaker. Like, there's no freaking way that's going to happen. They teased it in this match, but there's absolutely no freaking way that's going to happen. We had to find a way out of this match. And, of course, with it being Bad Luck Fale, we've got the Master Heater. We've got Chase Owens running around. It's real easy to just get them involved. Dude, Bad Luck Fale has not been pinned in forever. He just loses every match by disqualification, walking around looking like he's freaking Fidel Castro. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, the, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, book the road general strong, man. You know, you can't, you can't just have him getting pinned by by a puny ass Will Ospreay. You know, um, once again, it goes into the into the uh, the the realistic style booking of of New Japan. And uh, no, don't get me wrong, I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and say I, I can't buy Will. Uh, I'm about to say Will Smith, Will Ospreay beating Bad Luck Folly. I can buy that. I can't buy him getting get him in the the, the, the stormbreaker web. That I can't buy. Um, when, he tried. Uh, he hit him when he hit him with the 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 you know what what, what the hell is he, what is what is he called the hidden the, blade. The, the, yeah, when he hit him with that, I thought it was going to be over. Now that's something I can buy. You know, at the end of the day, it's a it's it's a rabbit strike to the back of the head, and that'll take out any big man. But um, they had him you know lose by disqualification via red shoes. <laughs> Okay. Red shoes with the spot of his, the night, man. His best shaving man impression, giving him the finger. <laughs> Dude, red shoes. He just has a way of just stealing that moment. Like it's insane. Will Osprey can go out there and do all the flippy shit he wants. Ain't nobody getting over like red shoes with two middle fingers to bad luck follow. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is red shoes doing? And then of course the chase ensued, and the whole thing, the whole time in my head, I got the Benny Hill theme song. <laughs> That's fantastic. But this has been Will Ospreay's debut. Um, hasn't been too stellar other than his matches. Uh, Scoreboard-wise, um, you know, it, it's his first one. You don't expect him to, you know, be, you know, well, you know, don't I? I know people say, well, it's John Moxley's first one, but. John Moxley is an exception because he's not exclusively signed to New Japan, and um, Will Ospreay still has his uh, light heavyweight title. So him not um, performing well score wise in the tournament, it's okay. It's it's okay. Um, but we all we need to see is great matches from him. So we can if you if you're not taking him seriously now as a future heavyweight, this is supposed to be the time to do it. And the win-loss factor, you can put that into play as far as his character is concerned. But as an overall performer, when he when he eventually excels into that heavyweight uh, division, because he will, he will. I think Will Ospreay really wants to carry that title at some point, and I think he's going to buff himself up, you know, by hook or by crook, you know, uh, by juice or by smoothie. <laughs> um, so it, 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 it's it's all about him putting on these mats. No different than Shingo. No different than Shingo, man. Both those guys, their 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 thing is not to 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 win, and 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 you could look back and see, oh, did you remember remember that match that he won? Remember that match that he won? No, you're just gonna say, remember that match that he had. You know, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really matter if if you know if you don't know anything about New Japan and Will Ospreay is your pick to win, then I feel bad for you. <laughs> but if you know you're, you're you're like us. Only thing that you care about is how he's going to put on these matches. You're not going to really bury New Japan because he's not in that win column. I mean, the dude is still a light heavyweight. So, and they're telling you that story too, by the way. They're telling you that story that, hey, he's still a light heavyweight. So, you know, we're not just going to have him go over on Bad Luck Fale like that. No matter what, you know, you may think of Fale, it's just, you know, of course, uh, Osprey is more popular. Uh, but Bad Luck Fale is still a fucking giant. 
<laughs> right. And you know, you're not you're not gonna have him lose like that uh, unless it's Okada <laughs> to, to Will Ospreay. And and um, he's still light heavyweight, so you know they they they're doing a good job of letting us know that this is how it's going down because you know he's still in the light heavyweight division. So you're not just gonna step up like the big man that you are, the little big man, and and just take over. You're just going to kick ass. Still coming up for Bad Luck Fale throughout the tournament. He still has Ibushi, Kenta, Sonata, and Tanahashi. Osprey still has Evil, Kenta, Zack Sabre Jr., and Hiroshi Tanahashi. I, I think Osprey probably wins two more matches, finishes with like eight points. Well, you know, that's, that seems fair. It seems accurate as, as a matter of fact. I, I'm not... Even gonna see if I can see that in a different way. Um, does he beat? Wait, wait, say, I'll repeat, repeat that again. Who does he have? For Osprey, he has Evil, Kenta, Zack Saber Jr., and Tanahashi. Does he get that win over Tanahashi to firmly mm-hmm. cement him like as a heavyweight? If 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 they're gonna if being that well, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a no no. I don't because I'm going back to what I said about him still being a light heavyweight and who better to be like, no, 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 not yet. than Tanahashi. Yeah. Make no mistake. Hiroshi Tanahashi is a dick. I do see him beating evil, but he's not beating Kenta and he's not beating Tanahashi. So those other two, I can see him getting, getting the points off those, but not off Kenta and not off Tanahashi. And quite frankly, like I said, you need Tanahashi to just be like, you're not there yet. Not 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 yet. <laughs> the other one I'm looking forward to is Zack Sabre Jr. It wouldn't surprise me to see Osprey win that match. What do you think? Could they do Will Osprey versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the British Heavyweight Championship at Royal Quest in London at the end of August? Do you think maybe that's a possibility? Yeah, that might put some asses in Will's seats. Will's wrestling for 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 Rev Pro, right? Well, yeah, that's what He's I'm saying. He's doing shows with them, right? Yeah, so I think I think what you're saying is is actually uh, 100. Um, uh, yeah, him going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it, it doesn't. It, w- it would make sense for him. First of all, the story that they're telling with Zach with Zach is is great because he's like in the, the shitter in this tournament. You know, the petulant and child. And he is and so working. mad. So you wanna you want him to lose because you want to see what excuse he gives and how he fucking loses it again. So him being Will Ospreay. And I mean, Will Ospreay beating him, and then and possibly beating him for that Rev Pro title, which which wouldn't wouldn't make sense to me in the long run. Who else could you could you pick at this point to go over on 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 Sabre Jr. other than Ospreay? And it would be a, a, a real testament to his career right now to to carry those two belts. Will two belts? You bet. Sign it up. Let's uh let's talk about Zack Sabre Jr. That poor bastard. <laughs> Evil got him this morning. Evil defeats Zack Sabre Jr. And this thing was built all around the Scorpion leg lock. In 2019, we have a match being built around a Scorpion leg lock. Uh, Trag, I, I thought this thing was absolutely fantastic. I enjoy watching Zack Sabre Jr. matches, especially when he loses. We've been talking about uh, performances and, and whatnot and um, guys who shine. Uh, evil has been one of those guys. I'm not the biggest Evil fan. I'm, I'm more of a fan now than I was when he was in ROH. Uh, but he's he's been another one who's, who's really shined, which, again, goes back to the point of this whole tournament being so fucking awesome this year because a lot of people who – Normally, you don't see, you know, just putting on those those awesome matches have been putting on these awesome matches. And evil is one of them. You know, the the the, and the, and the storytelling in this entire match was was fucking fantastic. Like you said, you know, um, and of course, you know, having having him lose and having seen him in the, in the, in the, the state of mind that he's in is just it's 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 hilarious. If they had weekly TV, I, I, I would glue myself to the television when the when the uh, Zack Sabre Jr. segment came on just to see how that's going. Not losing the tournament, keeps losing in this tournament. And it doesn't really matter to him because he's still the, the heavyweight champion, which is funny. Heavyweight. Fucking dude's got a crackhead body. <laughs> but, you know, he's still one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. His backstage interviews have been absolutely priceless. 
No one better. No one better. Let's uh let, let's take a look at what Evil's got left coming up. He's got Lance Archer, Kazuchika Okada, Will Ospreay, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. The back half of his G1 is loaded. Coming up for Zack Sabre Jr. track, this has me worried a little bit because Zack Sabre Jr. is going to get to play spoiler when I look at how this thing is already laid out. He still has yep, Lance Archer. That this morning. Yep. But he also has Kota Ibushi, Kenta and Will Ospreay. So Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be a thorn in everybody's side, regardless of the fact that he's already basically eliminated from this tournament. I can see him because I was saying to myself, Kent is not winning this. So who do you have him lose to as far as, you know, his declining in points? And 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 uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is a good a good uh, role for that right now. You know, they got the whole Noah history and everything going on and and whatnot. And the, so the story is right there and the match would be insane with with both styles coming together. The technical the technical guy against the, the stiff striker and whatnot. And, you know, speaking of stiff strikers, we'll get into that later when we get to that match with Kenta and Okada. But um, it, it, it does. It, it this is this is where, you know, you can ex- it, it's fun to explain to the to an outsider, to the uninitiated why who works in this tournament and why they work the way they work and what roles those guys play and how you can tell who's going to be who going forward with the losses so you know with him being in that role of spoiler much like yano um almost every year um i think him going over on kenta is is what you know has kenta on on the downfall to not make it to the finals he Kenta literally has Kenta, like Kenta loses to the in the uh, 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 the semifinals. My my prediction: he loses to Abushi. Are they fighting again? No, Kenta already beat Abushi. Yeah, he already beat Abushi. I thought they were going to end up fighting again, and like in a semifinal round for some reason. I don't know why I thought that, but you know, um, it's 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 it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he loses. But I think, like I said, I think Zach Sabre Jr. is going to be one of those people who gives another one of those people who gives him that 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 loss. Kenta has basically a giant glowing arrow to his left shoulder that you can bet Zach Sabre Jr. is going to key in on. Definitely, definitely. And for his sake, I hope nothing goes wrong. Yeah, me too. I was just sitting here thinking, wow, that's going to be uncomfortable because Zack Sabre Jr. is going to try to rip that freaking arm off and beat him with it. Pretty much, pretty much. The dude, you know, he's a, he's a specialist. He's cerebral. And that scars and gnarly. Yeah, yeah. It, every time, I, every time he's in the ring, and I see that thing, I'm like, man, damn, that that's how that's how it goes down, huh? Dude, look like he got into a fight. Well, it's like everybody's <laughs> with, with like samurai. Hideo Itami was such a disappointment in the WWE. You want to know why? Look at that scar. I mean, that dude spent the better part of what two and a half years on the shelf trying to get healthy. And that and that's why I, I I have to come to the the, the defense in the WWE when they're like oh they ruined them like yeah they, they they didn't really get the chance to yet <laughs> right because of the injuries it just it was just a mutual thing that didn't work out um you know so it's funny when you hear the five years in the darkness well eh, you know it wasn't that they they were booking him like shit he was getting hurt uh but like like I always say to me that's like no shit. excuse yeah then they booked him like shit but I, I always say you know when someone gets injured that's no excuse you know you got you watch wrestling somewhere else somebody gets injured they come back and a lot of times they resume something or they or they start a new feud or whatever but they don't get buried and when you watch the other product it's like a, unless it's a chosen guy and he gets injured he's just falling back and that's just that's just so unfair to them Let's talk about one guy who's who's I'm just not understanding what they're doing with, and that is Sonata. Sonata throughout this tournament has kind of like Zack Sabre Jr. He's been going out. He's been having great matches against whoever you put him in the ring with, and tonight he takes on the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who of course has got to get his win somehow, some way throughout the course of this tournament. These two guys go out there and they just absolutely tear things down. But once again, Hiroshi Tanahashi gets the big win over Sonata. So now we have Sonata at two points. We have Tanahashi up at six points attempting to defend his crown as the defending champion of the G1 Climax. 
8-Track Brown, I am just not understanding what it is that they're doing with Sonata throughout the course of this tournament. Well, um, the uh, how many points? You know, two, right? Two points. He's got one yeah, win. Um, one in four. It's a little disconcerting. You know, you everyone. It's no secret how high I am on Sonata. Um, I didn't see him winning though. I, I knew that going in. I said he's not gonna take the L to Kenta and then take an L to Sonata. I don't see them doing that with with Tanahashi. Um, but uh, as far as as far as Sonata is concerned, this has not been his best showing. Um, of course, the matches have been great. The match he had with Tanahashi was great. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Um, so it. You know, it is what it is. I, I, I really can't explain why he's he's downgraded. Maybe because because of the, the presence of Moxley and, and Kenta, they, um you know, maybe that has something to do with it. But, um you know, he's not he, he's also probably going to play the role of spoiler. You know, it's obvious he's going to be in that role at some point. The question is, who is it going to be against? It's going to be Okada. He's gonna finally okay. beat Okada. I I, I think that's ah uh, yes, that's yes, gotta be yes. the story, right? Because that is the story that he has never beaten Okada, be it for the title or not. He's never beaten Okada, so that that actually makes sense, and it goes into you know the whole king of pro wrestling who faces Okada, and and we'll get into that. So does that justify an awful G one? Like that one win over Okada, does that justify Sonata's booking throughout this entire tournament? Well, if you ask that to an American fan, they'll probably say no. If you ask that to a Japanese fan, they'll probably say yes. Because if you beat Okada, it's a big fucking deal. It's a big fucking deal. And if you beat Okada while he's carrying the title, of course, big fucking deal. Because you just secured a future title shot. Uh Going in, of course, he's not going to win. But if you know he does go in and he beats Okada, you know, uh, in the main event or whatever, if it's hopefully it is the main event, and we can hear a, a few Japanese choice words from Sonata and see how the fans receive to him. Uh, the the fans actually, uh, a, 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 a talent this morning did uh, get the fans over, won the fans over tonight. Uh, we'll talk and we'll and we'll get into that. But I I I am I am seeing that with with Sonata. I see him be, beating Okada and the getting a standing ovation from the crowd going over. And you know it 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 won't even matter in the long run because he has achieved a goal that he felt that he needed to to do other than winning the G1. But your caveat is you beat the Rainmaker. You beat the best in the world. So what was the deal with the look? What was the deal with the look between Tanahashi and Sonata at the end of this matchup? I think I think because I was I was I was trying to I, I, here's the thing. I'm going to stop trying to fucking guess what's going on. You want to play that game? Go ahead. Cuz after t- after this morning I was like, "You know what, man? I'm no longer making predictions. Somebody's playing <laughs> games here, I you can't know." I guess this shit anymore. Um like, cause that felt to me like, does Sonata need to leave Lij? Like, does Sonata need to get out from that shadow to actually achieve his potential? Again, no secret. I wanted that dude out a long time ago. Uh, I want him to be the face or one of the faces of the IC division. Um, you you got money in this kid, man. You just do. You just do. And tradition is cool and all. But the whole, you know, if they go by that, you know, he's not from our system shit. They're shooting themselves in the foot. They they just are. Um, this this guy can really, you know, carry in, in that IC division, you know. He really can. Other than Kota Ibushi uh, and Naito, you you stick Sonata in that thing and he and you and you make him the the, the Nakamura of of this generation of this of this not so much generation but this uh era you could say of fans and i don't think he is gonna you know his english is not too fucking terrible you know he can form a sentence to where you're not gonna want to turn off the television either so um it's it's i think it's imperative to break him away from lij how you do that don't know that's all on them and how to figure that out but it has to happen. 
You know, like, I remember last year when we were going through the G1 and Tanahashi was talking about putting together his own faction because, of course, Tanahashi has been a solo performer forever. And it was going to be like this faction of light and all this shit never came to fruition. But, you know, if they are going to do something like that, maybe Sonata is a good place to start. I I could see Sonata running with Tanahashi. Me personally... It, it, it just goes into the only thing I'm saying about him being on his own. You know, this guy's a star. I don't want to see him going into another faction and, and, and living in the shadow there. And like, like you always bring up, it's the age thing. How long does he have? How long are you going to play that off of him of being in the shadows of, 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 of his leader or, or, or whatever? I, I'm, I find myself constantly questioning, how long can Tanahashi keep this shit up? And I feel like I've been asking this question for like three years, man. Like Tanahashi well, my, is but the age thing was in, the, it was in the sense of I was talking about Sonata's age of him getting older. So it's like, so how how long do you keep him in that role when you know he's is he, isn't he older than Okada? Oh yeah, yeah, by like three four so, years. Yeah, he's older, he's older than Okada. So if you do see something in him, don't have him be in the shadows of of Tanahashi. And if you do, don't have him being in it for too long. You know, uh, but as as far as Tanahashi is concerned, yeah, how long can he keep this up? As far as I know, the dude still has severe back issues, you know, and now he's got a, a an the elbow bicep issue. Well, and... Yeah, the bicep, my bad. He has the bicep issue. So, you know, he's beaten he's beaten up, man. He's 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 on his Shawn Michaels shit right now. And um I I thought last year was the beginning of like him going into the uh Nagata phase, right? Veterans. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he was gonna be, you know, he was gonna be the the new UG Nagata. I thought he was going into that. But as we can see, not yet. He ain't done yet. He's still got a few more great matches in him. And I don't know how many, but you know, it, it eventually, you know, be it next year or the year after next, it's it's gonna it's it's gonna come to an end. It's gotta, it, doesn't it? it? I mean yeah. It's sad to watch. Like, it's it's, insane. It's not criticism. Like, I want him to go away. No. How much more can the man take? You know? How much more can we take from him? My God. Like, dude, we're we're good. Like, the roster is solid right now. Like, you got got Okada. That's your guy. That's your face of the company. I, I, I guess at the end of the day, the dude is still drawing so much money for him that they just can't, you know, bring themselves to 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 just, you know, put him on the back burner yet. And I guess that's what it have to it, it would have to take that. It would have to take a very a very very big and quick lack of interest from the Japanese fans. And they they have to get over him eventually, and it seems like they never will be over him. Never. He he is this generation. I'm using that correctly. He is this generation's Chono. And I know, Billy Ray, you don't think Chono is that big of a deal, but he is. <laughs> we, we we have this little ongoing debate about Chono when we talk about the greatest. I always name Chono. Not even from my own uh, uh um from my own, you know, taste. I'm just saying as the history goes, Chono is the fucking man. More G1 wins than anybody. I think he's tied with Tanahashi. He might have one more over Tanahashi, I think. You know, you set me up with these great segues, Trek, because we saw one of Chono's records fall today. Kazuchika Okada versus Kenta. The winning streak now goes to 11. Okada has won 11 straight G1 matches, breaking Chono's record of 10. This morning, he puts down Kenta. Uh, Trek, I know you had to be marking out like a motherfucker watching this match because this match was absolutely everything that it was billed to be. I enjoyed the ever-loving hell out of it. And man, they had me believing, but I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the standings and how this thing's got to play out for Ibushi to win the A block because I'm convinced that's what's going to happen. And I'm like, Okada has to lose this match because Kenta's already beaten Ibushi, so Okada has to beat Kenta because otherwise the tiebreakers and all this other shit, the right man won for, for the Ibushi dream to stay alive. Okada is just unbeatable. The dude is just, he's the rainmaker. He's the Rainmaker. What more can you say? He is the fucking Rainmaker. You talk about the greatest ever. We might be living in his era. The greatest ever might be Kazuchika Okada. Having the best G1 since he won it. Um, man, 
I I was I was at work. I you know did all the things I needed to do, set myself up for a quick nap, because this was on my mind the whole fucking day. Uh, nervous as hell because I'm like, please don't let this be some quick shit. Um, I need a classic here. Of course, I was hoping that Kenson would win. Our prediction has uh, not come true, uh, which I can say I, <laughs> I can say I'm kind of happy about because of one thing. I know the professor's listening. And had Kenson beat Okada, like Marafuji beat Okada, I would have never heard the end of it. Oh, they're doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing. This is a rerun. This is a rerun. Yada, 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 yada. The professor would have let me have it. And I still would have fucking defended it. It didn't matter. Uh, because this is Kenta we're fucking talking about. It's not like it's not like this it's not like they brought in fucking uh 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 I forgot the guys, the current GC the GC champion GC uh, GAC champion, I forgot his name. Uh but it's not like they brought him in, you know, to do this. It, it's Kenta, for God's sake, a guy who is signed to New Japan. So I was hoping for a, a Kenta win and a match at King of Pro Wrestling, but we're not gonna have that. But one thing I think we are going to have because um, the the match in the, in a, in a sense you know the 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 double stomps from 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 Kenta the, the 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 trade the trade shots from the both of them and the fucking slaps heard around the world. First <laughs> off, I think I need to say that Beat I think him I like a dog, people. just beat him as. as Crazy as that was to watch, Shibata is still the king of bitch slapping Okada around. Uh, uh, um, Kenta uh, stepped up to, into contention of that title uh, this morning, but that still belongs to Shibata. But goddamn, because Kenta didn't slap him too much in this match. But when he did slap him, it's like, yo, stop. That's the champion, you asshole. But, you know, it was it was the, the, the craziest move in that whole match, to me, was the stomp on the guardrail from the top rope yeah. from Kenton. I said, holy fuck. That shit was crazy. Um, you know, the the aftermath of the match goes into, uh, here comes one of my predictions that might even be wrong, but the aftermath of that match, you have Okada going over and Okada doing something that Tanahashi did not do which was shake the man's hand. Uh, he pointed at the belt, like, next time, it's for this. So, here's the thing. Uh, it doesn't matter what happens. Uh, whoever beats Okada is getting that match at King of Pro Wrestling. Unless unless there's a match in between it, and whoever beats Okada has a match against Kenta and loses against him. Um, but what, what Okada said, I'm like... I have to look at the schedule, but I, we're going to see a, a Kenta versus Okada match before Wrestle Kingdom. Um, but at King of Pro Wrestling, I think we're going to see Tanahashi versus Kenta. And I think Kenta is going to go over on Tanahashi yet again and give him that handshake. Or Tanahashi goes over on Kenta. Kenta tries to shake his hand again. He still says, no, 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 no. Take your Noah ass out my face. And then they fight again at Russell Kingdom. And two legends going at it. Uh, Kenta goes over and Tanahashi finally shakes his hand. It's like, um, I don't want to, I'm not comparing the wrestlers, but it's almost like in NXT when um, you had uh, uh, this guy, uh, Aleister Black and, and uh, Velveteen Dream. You know, he finally said his name. So this is all about shake my hand. So he's going to end up shaking his hand. And I want to say that for all the PR go where did notice that the crowd was not with Kenta. They were with him that night. They were with even when he was in his hometown, he wasn't over like that. But to, uh, this morning he was They They yeah, he was. And it, it, and it was even before he even got any endorsement by Okada. Okay, so when we look at Kenta's matches remaining, he still has Fale, he has Osprey, Sabre, and Sonata. Uh, when I look at Okada's matches remaining, he has Lance Archer, Evil, Ibushi, and Sonata. 
Well, we already predicted that uh that that Kenta might take the L from 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 uh who was it who was it again? Saber. Saber, yeah. We we predicted that he he'll take that L. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to him and Sonata. I think he takes an L from Sonata too. Um, now that I think about Osprey it, too. he's gonna yes, yeah, Osprey. He needs those losses, um, so he can he can end up losing all four of these matches. To be honest, he can beat Fale and just didn't drop to the rest, you know. Um, but but him 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 and Sonata is another one that's gonna be a classic. Might even go down better than him and Okada. It might it might it, it just might go down better than that. Now Okada, <clears throat> uh, I think is a is the same thing. I think he'll beat he'll. I, I don't know if they're going to lose this streak or if they'll go back and forth. You know, it's it's up in the air. Um, they they could go on a losing streak with him, but um, you know who who beats him for that for that for that um from for that we already went over that and it's Sonata. He's definitely going to take the L with Sonata. Um, when is his match against Sonata? Is, 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 is match against Sonata? Is that his last one or is that the his last match is the match with Abushi inside of the okay. Budokan. So, and the one before that is, um, I would have to look. I would have okay. to look. But here, here's what I think is going to happen. He takes that first loss to, to Kenta. Well, I, I think I'm, to, to Sonata. Sorry, I, th- I think he's going to beat Evil. All right. So then yeah. we have, so then Archer beats him, and then Sonata beats him, which puts him and Abushi tied, going into the final match of the Budokan, winner takes all. And that's where we'll see Ibushi go over. Um, yep. So you're saying Archer beats him first and gets that title shot at King of Pro Wrestling? I think so. I mean, they do like pairing Okada with those big guys. I mean, we've big seen guy, Fale yeah, yeah. take down Okada inside of the G1, and that was a King of Pro Wrestling main event. I could absolutely see Archer taking down Okada because Okada is so much bigger than a lot of the Japanese talent that it's hard for him to yeah. be that underdog babyface. And he absolutely will be against Lance Archer. I think that's what they're banking. Oh, he, <laughs> he was watching him and Kenta eye to eye. It was like me. He's like a, a whole head above him. <laughs> it really was. But you're right because um, in versus Lance Archer at King of Pro Wrestling, that's fine because you know Sonata doesn't really need the title shot. He just needs to beat him. So Lance can win first, and then and then Sonata can win second because you know if Sonata gets his win, then that's just that's that's just it. It's and not even about a show. show. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's going down like that. Loses, lose, uh, beats Evil, loses to Archer, loses to Sonata, and then he will lose to Abushi in the, in the in the final. So looking forward, the Sunday matches, Tetsuya Naito takes on John Moxley, Shingo Takagi versus Switchblade Jay White, Jeff Cobb versus Taichi, Juice Robinson versus Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto versus Toru Yano. Moxley and Naito. That shit's going down tomorrow morning. Um Moxley and Naito taking Naito. Um Ishii and Robinson. I'm taking Robinson. Shingo and White, I'm taking White. Yano versus Goto, I'm going with Goto. Yeah, I think Goto I'm over going. there. Yeah. And I just want to say, I, I want to see that. I, that's my I have this idea for a faction, the takeover faction, which is, of course, Shibata, not in the, as an in-ring worker, but as, like, you know, the coach or whatever. Uh, that cat, those Both those cats from the L.A. Jo- LA Dojo who was who – was, uh, Paired up with Kenta when he went against Okada in that in that tag match or or, or or Tanahashi, I forgot who it was, but those guys with him, Kenta of course, and Hiroki Goto and Dragon Lee. I want to see that as a as, as a dog of uh, Kenta versus Tanahashi for the fact of how Shibata was like, leave me alone, don't talk to me, I just want to watch this match. <laughs> that shit was great. Looking forward to Tuesday. That's when A Block resumes. It'll be Abushi taking on Fale, Osprey versus Zack Saber Jr., Okada versus Lance Archer, Kenta versus Sonata, and in your main event, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Evil. 
I'm a little bit surprised that they're doing Tanahashi and Evil as the main event rather than Archer and Okada. That's what tells me Archer's definitely going over in that match. Yeah, all right. That yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good clue to to uh, the outcome. Um, Yeah, Evil and Tanahashi as the main event. Just you know, I mean, Okada's your champion, and it's it's Evil. Yeah, <laughs> you know, on the surface, but 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 yeah, when you when you're in, like I said, like I said before, the initiated, you know, they understand what's going on here. So um, the rest of this tournament, man, um, I'm 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 hyped for it. I'm psyched for it. Um, like I said, man, can't wait, can't wait till early this morning because that that's gonna be that's gonna be one for the ages. I'm gonna be on a few threads looking at what people say and, and whatnot. I know a lot of people are looking forward to this shit. It's the battle of the attitudes on this one. While we're talking about karate wrestling, as Big Ray likes to call it, let's uh, stick in Japan. I want your opinion on this one, Track, because this this has got me a little bit concerned. Pac has lost the Open the Dream Gate Championship. The Dragon Gate Championship has been lost. It's Pac's first defeat on the independent scene. So now, of course, everybody's just assuming that he's going to go to AEW and life is all fine and dandy inside the world of Pac. But I think there's more to this thing because now it has also come out that two weeks ago when the WWE was in Japan, Triple H met with Dragon's Gate officials as well as stardom officials. We know that uh, Triple H has been going around and meeting with all kinds of people and we're talking about NXT this, NXT that. This could NXT be the Canada. beginning oh, God. of NXT Japan if he can get Dragon's Gate and Stardom on board, kind of like they have done inside of the UK. Track, do you think this is all a coincidence that, you know, Pac no. drops the Dragon's Gate title and now we're hearing that Triple H is meeting with Dragon's Gate officials? Is this just Pac saying, get me the fuck out of here if that's what you're going to do? I hope, first of all, I hope so. Um, I don't believe in coincidences, number one. And uh, number two, going back to my original uh, uh, point, I hope so. Um if I was Pac and they were doing business with WWE and I was I was already there and I already experienced their horse shit, ain't no way in hell I'm gonna stay stick around for this shit. I, I no, I'm not. I'm not. I I, I I was already in bed with those guys and I woke up with a disease. No. Um I already, you know, me and Billy Ray have said the minute he left, go to New Japan. Just go to New Japan. It is no doubt that they will give you the fucking world, if not that IWGP title. They'll give you the fucking world, okay? Could you imagine if Uh, Pac was in the G1 right now? My dude. Like, dude. I never spoke on it, but it was always (laughs) in my head when he left. I'm like, yo, how much better would this be if he was in this thing, man? If he was him and Will Ospreay. Like, like, no offense. Take Take out bad luck Fale. Because, you know, he's basically in there as a novelty act at this point and just insert Pac and imagine some of the matches that we'd be seeing. I mean, dude, it's again, this 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 these things write themselves. You know, it's it's right there. I hope I, you know, for 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 Pac's sake, I hope that they do work something out with WWE and he's and he's out because of that. You know, the fact that he dropped the title does say something, Um, you know, whether it says something if he's going to AEW or not. Don't know, but it does. It it does give you a hint that maybe he's like, I'm out of here. Sorry, I I don't want to deal with this shit again. I just don't. So that's gonna wrap things up for this week's show. Thanks for listening, and if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. I'm sure we'll be back as we get closer to the Budokan, kind of wrap up the G1 and and preview probably uh, night one and night two inside of the Budokan as well as the final. Until then, you can find us across all social media at HTMPWPod. Find me at NotJargo, HittingTheMarks.com, 8TrackBrown, 8TrackX. How do the peeps, the freaks, and the geeks find you? You can find me on Twitter at A-Track underscore X. And speaking of Twitter, I just want to say something real quick to Mrs. Parker, a.k.a. Jordan Grace. Um, Love wrestling is a sport. Okay? 
it is a sport. And I just want to go down the definition of the word sport by the Oxford uh, Dictionary. A game, competition, or similar activity done for enjoyment or as a job that takes physical effort and skill and is played or done by following particular rules. Another definition. Sport, an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or teams compete against another or others for entertainment. Now, I know whoever hears this is going to say competing, competing. Uh, Wrestling is predetermined. It's choreographed. Understand how definitions work. The definition doesn't say it it has to be real. It just has to be a physical activity. The reason why the franchise Shane Douglas called it a sport, because by definition, that's what it is. And the man was an English teacher, so he knows his language. Um, You know, it it, and the competition factor we all know is already there. These guys don't compete per se as actual, you know, win or loss, but they compete for the attention of the fans so they can sell merch. They compete for the attention of the bookers so they can get top booking. They can. They compete for the attention of other promotions so they can get work. So, yeah, the competition is there. So, Miss Grace, Miss Parker, you're wrong. Wrestling is a sport. There you go. Hey, Track Brown, dropping knowledge. See, I got to play the professor right now. <laughs> Racing. That's it. So, there you go. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. For now, we're off like a prize. See ya.